the Hunting Dog Puller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and this is the place where we talk everything hunting dog and working dog related. We're just here to promote the sport that we love, so y'all buckle up, because you're along for the ride. Today's word, Psalm 147.11 The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Psalm 147.11 Hey guys, while you're listening, please go leave us a like and a review on your podcast provider. Also a quick shout out to thehuntingdogapparel.com you can also find us on Facebook, The Hunting Dog Public. I have a YouTube channel, Outdoors in Moreland. Just check us out. I also leave links for those that y'all don't know in the descriptions of the podcast. That's where you can go and check all this stuff out. Thank you very much for tuning in and for your support. We're trying to grow this podcast. Leave us emails, questions, whatever y'all have. Thank you very much. Enjoy the show. All right, guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and today I'm joined by the only three Pete's so far, Mr. Josh Sizemore. Mr. Josh, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Man, I'm doing wonderful. Man, I'm going to have to give you a, a monthly uh, spotlight on the show or something as much as you on here. <laughs> I hope it keeps hope I can be on here every month. <laughs> If I'm on here every month, that means I'm winning and everybody's happy when you're winning. I heard that. Nobody likes to lose, but everybody likes to win. I hate it. I heard that. All right, Mr. Josh, you won the most recent. Well, I guess it's not the most recent. There was a pro sport this past weekend, wasn't there? There was. But I guess the the hunt, this most recent $100,000 pro sport hunt that was held in Shelburne, Indiana. Is that correct? That's correct. That was what, May 19th and 20th 20 yes, sir. of 2023. And you won it with Lone Pine Bella. Yes. All right. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, well, let's start off in case somebody hadn't heard the last two that you've done. Can you tell us a little about yourself and where you're from? Uh, I'm from London, Kentucky. Uh, just a small town here. I'm about an hour and a half north of Knoxville, Tennessee, and about an hour, hour and a half south of uh, of Lexington, Kentucky. Just a just a small town, and uh, you know, been into coon hunting. You know, well, I've been pleasure hunting. I've done it since I've been a kid. But as far as competition hunting, I've been into the, this makes my third year. Uh, yeah, they've had three hundred thousand dollar hunts, and the first big hunt that I went to was. Uh, was the first ever $100,000 pro sport hunt. So this makes my third year, uh, you know, competition hunting at a, you know, at a serious level. Yep. And uh, this is your third major win in the past year, correct? It is. With three different dogs. With three different dogs. Well, the, just a brief run through, what was the first big hunt you won? Or I, You don't have to tell how big, but I'm sorry. You don't have to tell the exact name of it but do you remember how much the first winning was 
the first one uh, I won with Punch. Uh, it had been the f- first of last year. We won the Integrity Series hunt in uh, Reading, Michigan. It was a 20000 to win hunt. And then later in the year, I guess it was in November, I'm thinking, because it was after the uh, it was after the PKC World or, or after the UKC World. Uh, I won the Integrity Series hunt at Claremont, Illinois, with a with a dog uh, called Jed that we had purchased. So yeah, so last year I won uh, I won forty thousand at two different pro sport hunts. And now this you've won a hundred. So that's yes. uh one hundred forty and. A year, that's pretty, pretty handy there. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it uh, <laughs> it helps keep a job. That's for sure. That's hey, I heard that. <laughs> it don't hurt, anyways. So no. can you can you tell us a little about Lone Pine Bella? Uh, Bella, she's out of uh, she's out of Bone Collector Semen and out of uh, Lone Pine Friend. Uh, Randy Smith, he made the cross. Uh, they raised Bella. Uh, done all the training him and. Uh, uh, Gordon Denert, I think I said it. I don't know if I said his name right, but uh, they done all the training on her. Uh, I had drew Bella a couple times in the past. Uh, I hadn't really talked to Randy much. You know, he uh, he's kind of one of them. You know, he stands off. You know, and if he knows you, he'll talk to you, you know, every time he sees you. But uh, I hadn't really got introduced to Randy, and uh, I was uh, – I kind of took a break from hunting after I had uh, won the uh, Integrity Series hunt with Jed. I was just, I don't know, I was just really getting burnt out on it. We had, you know, we had run a lot. We was running every weekend, and I was missing a lot of family time, so I took a break from hunting and uh, and actually went up to hunt with uh, John Strickland and Judas at John's house, and uh, Judas told John, said, you know, Josh is, you know, he's ready to get back in, you know, into hunting. Uh, you know, we need to find him a dog. And uh, Randy had actually sent me a dog down by the name of Bank, which is a was a brother to the lady female that, uh, that Strickland hunts. And I got him down here, was hunting him, really liked him. And uh, he had a kidney failure, and his kidneys shut down. And unfortunately, we had to had to put him down. So there I was, you know, I... Uh, I was out of a dog again, and uh, Bella come available, needing a handler, and John called me, and I went to Ohio and hunted in a hunt and won my cast with her, and and uh, then went on a little bit of a losing streak, and and uh, you know then we put it together all at the at the right time. So uh, so yeah, I've only had her, I say going on two months. I had her I think a little over a month when we won the hundred thousand. So uh, you know Randy and them they done they done great, uh, great work with her, uh, up in Pennsylvania and, and I got her and got her in shape and, and took her to town. So, so if I'm following the story, right, Randy Smith raised her and then he did. John, I guess bought half of her. No, uh, no, they just, they have a little partner deal there. I'm okay. not a hundred sure I didn't get into it. Uh, well, I just knew you said I saw John was half owner or was on the papers. Obviously, it's his uh, owner. And yeah, then... they uh, they I guess you know they worked out a deal on lady and everything. I said I don't get into that side of nothing. I just 
whatever they send me, I hunt. I don't ask no questions. Uh, but we're, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, John and Randy are partners on, I guess, a lot of stuff. Uh, so yeah, I guess they're probably partners on Bella too, but I don't, uh, I don't ever ask if they tell me that's fine. If, if not, I just do my thing. Well, I wasn't trying to get in their business. I was trying to figure out how John, you know, called you if Randy no, raised her. John is, like I said, me and John are good friends. Uh, and, you know, he knew I didn't have a dog and Randy was looking for a handler. And, you know, uh, John, he gave this big story that he went through and handpicked this special handler to put with this dog and all this <laughs> stuff. You know, what he says is you kind of take, you know, half of it and put it together and and you know make it work but uh so yeah uh uh john like i said he he was the middle man i would talk to john john would talk to randy and and it all got worked out so yeah i mean it you know john he had a he had a part in it uh, i think greg maynard may have had a part in it so there was several people that had a that had a part in you know making you know making this deal work and uh and then we, you know, we went and made history. No doubt. Let's uh, we'll give John and Mister Randy Smith a shout out. You know, for putting a good dog in your hands, giving you the opportunity. And John actually has been on the podcast before, so shout out to John. Yes, sir. Now, how old is Bella? She's four. She's four. Okay. Yeah. All right. A little about her. How does she hunt? She's just, uh, she's a coon dog. Uh, you know, she kind of trees them when she comes to them. Uh, you know, she can get in there and she can work a, you know, a, a coon up and tree it. Uh, her style is more of just, you know, she likes to hit them tracks that she can run 90, 100 yards and come treed. Uh, very, very accurate. Uh, you know, you hear everybody all the time saying, oh, you know, mine went, you know, 30 for 30 and, I've made 75 trees and looked at 75 coons, uh, you know, and I just always kind of just overlooked that junk. Uh, but she actually, you know, she opened my eyes to just, I mean, she's one of them dogs. When you walk to her, you know, you, it's your job to find a coon because there's one up there. I mean, if she parks her feet, you know, she has a coon. Uh, she just, she's super, super accurate. Uh, the points she does get, she don't, you know, she don't give away. She don't make no mistakes. Uh, she's a good strike dog out of the truck. Uh, she's going to, you know, she's going to be a high end, you know, 100 or 75 strike every time you cut her loose. And, uh, and like I said, she just, I mean, she just has her coons. Uh, whether you're pleasure hunting, you're in a hunt, whatever. I mean, she's just, a, you know, she's just an absolute coon dog. Nice. Now, so saying that she gets treed pretty quick in my mind that means she you think she's a pretty hot nosed dog she is uh that's the track she likes like i said i mean she can you know she can work a track up uh and tree it uh but you know uh, she's more of a, a hotter you know hotter type she you know she can go through the middle of the woods and and tree one she can fly around an edge i mean she just honestly she just uh you know, she's an all-around dog. I mean, there's really, I haven't really seen, you know, it don't matter if it's a good night, a bad night, raining, you know, cold, hot, whatever. She's, uh, you know, she's the same. Every time you cut her loose, she goes and she, you know, she'll have a coon. And so that's, I mean, that's just what she does. She yeah. don't uh, make no mistakes. Now, does she strike pretty low since she's more of a 
runs them short, you know, likes to have a little hotter cone, or does she strike well? She'll be a hundred strike. Ninety. If you cut her loose ninety-five times in a cast, she'll be a hundred strike. Ninety of them. I mean, she strikes. Uh, she strikes as soon as you cut her loose, and uh, you know she'll. I don't know what you know what she runs, but she you know she <laughs> parking. She carries up, a track out. Is what you're saying? She and the thing about her is you cut her loose, and, and you're like, man, you know what is she barking after? And then she, you know, she'll fall over here in three minutes and have a coon tree. Oh wow! Uh, I think, I think her first her you know we cut in the woods there at the hundred thousand dollar hunt. We walked up in the woods, cut her loose. You know, she leaves us barking. You know, I wait 30, 40 seconds, I guess. Strike. She's the only thing barking. I wait, like I said, 30 seconds. I strike her. Uh, and I went back and watched the video. I knew she treated pretty quick, but I think it was like two minutes and 45 seconds. She's got her first coon treat for, you know, 100 and 100. Uh, so, I mean, she just, like I said, she leaves you, you know, leaves you barking. And, uh, and she ends up, you know, a lot of times – on her first coon, you know, you can about mark it. I mean, you know, six six minutes is a long time before she, you know, she's setting tree with a coon. So well, I can't say that she just, you know, she find, you know, she, you know, she's not running nothing because she gets treats so quick. I don't know if she just, if she just got that good of a nose that she knows she knows there's a coon around there somewhere's, you know, and she just excited and leaves you barking or what, but. uh so yeah, it's it's worked for us. I don't know what she does, but it works. Wow, sounds like she don't mind uh, treeing one close. You know, I think a lot of dogs get caught up in wanting to get deep and by themselves before they start hunting. So they just leave either wide open, trying to get deep as possible before they start hunting. Yeah, she don't. Like I said she trees them when you when she comes to them, uh, and she's smart enough. She knows if she gets on a track that she can't handle. I mean, you know that she'll drop it, and that's like on that. Uh, that last tree I made, you know, in the hundred thousand dollar hunt, she strikes over here left-handed from us and barking around, barking around. And, you know, I don't, I think she realized she just couldn't do nothing with it. She hushes. And the next time she opens, she fell treed at like six tenths in there. Uh, so, you know, she just, you know, she knows what tracks she can handle, what tracks she likes. And, and like I said, her, she's got on her mind is just going and finding a coon. She don't care where it's at. If it's ten yards from you, or or three miles, you know she could care less. She just wants to. She wants to find a coon to tree. So, so it's pretty safe to say she normally probably doesn't get out of deep out of pocket, or does she? She does. I mean, she. It's it ain't nothing for her. Yeah, it just depends on how the coons are. Like I said, if coons are down moving, uh, you know she's you know she's gonna tree them. And but now if you know if coons ain't moving, I have you know I've had had her. 1.6 just depends on the night her you know what she wants to do she's the type of dog you you know you can cut her loose she's going to tree you four or five or you can cut cut her loose she'll tree one and if she can't find nothing else she likes she's going to go to where she finds one whether it's 200 yards or two miles it sounds like she's the right kind she is she's a very enjoyable dog uh i mean just you know me and hers we've bonded really well and uh you know we've kind of got on the same same program and uh it's it's worked and and i don't i told randy i said i don't uh i said i don't think this will be the last check that we cash with her because she just she's just an all-around all-around dog 
I got you. Man, that's sounds like a blessing to have a dog like it, that. It is. It's you know, I've hunted some good dogs, but now she's uh like I said, just as far as being just an all around coon dog every night you take her, uh, you know, she's one of the best ones I've unsnapped. Now you used to say you only hunted one day a week. What was that Tuesday nights? Yeah. You still hunting only Tuesday nights, or are you trying to get used to her and hunting her more than that? <laughs> I told somebody, I think I told one podcast, they asked me how I, you know, how you get one prepared. I said, I don't know. I haven't turned mine loose but six times. <laughs> so I, uh, no, I don't hunt her a whole lot. Uh, and Randy, he's, you know, he, he, I told him yesterday, he called me, he said, you've been hunting? I said, nope. I said, I've, I've had her on the road the last two weekends. I said, she was tired. I said, uh, you know, I said, I let her rest all week. And uh, I said, uh, you know, she's, I said, when I walk out my back door and, and she's jumping up and down and barking and stuff, I said, then I'm going to go back to hunting her. But I said, I said, until then, I was like, she's going to be on, because we got to hunt for that truck next weekend. So I'll probably, I'll probably start back on her uh, probably Sunday night. I'll probably hunt Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then, uh, and then let her, let her rest until Friday. I heard that. It's uh, it's also a blessing having people that you you handling for that let you kind of do your own thing because most of the time people want you to be in the woods twenty four seven. Yeah, it is, and like I said, Randy, he's uh, I mean he, you know what we're doing works. Uh, I don't know, if, you know, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> it's hard to argue with the uh, statistics at this moment. It is, and I'm I'm sure that there's other ways, there's things I could be doing, and. Uh, you know, I've got some stuff I'm going to do, you know, this week that I haven't done yet just to kind of get her more fired up. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it's kind of, like, like you said, it's kind of hard to call and say, you need to do this and this and this when you know, when we just won a hundred thousand. So it's whatever we're doing works. And, and until it just, until I see something, you know, drastically changing, uh, I'm not going to change nothing on my program. Let me ask this during the week. When you go, whether it be just Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, or whatever you're doing, um, are you hunting it like a cast, or are you hunting it by itself? You hunting it with more other dogs setting them up, or, or how you doing it? I never cut a dog by itself. Uh, everybody says, well, I hunt mine by itself 37 nights. Uh, and me and Judas talked about this the other night, the same thing. I said, I could, I could care less what that dog does by itself. Uh, I said, I want to go out there. I want to hunt with dogs that, that will cover. I want to hunt with dogs that just run around. I want to hunt with pretty much just the, the worst dogs I can find. That's what I want to hunt with because, you know, you hear these people all the time saying, well, uh, you know, a dog, theirs gets in there a mile and a dog goes, covers them, and they'll leave. And, you know, I won't mind, I won't mind, uh, you know, be there if something covers it, uh, you know, because I know mine ain't going to be with us. She's going to be by herself, but I won't mind to be there when something, if something covers it, if something's over there running around her, you know, so I, I never cut a dog by itself. Uh, I've got some buddies of mine that I hunt with and a couple of them's got pups. One of them's got a, uh, an older dog. That's a, just a really nice coon dog. Uh, and that's who I hunt with. And, you know, we don't we go out there we'll hunt a couple hours uh i've got some really good uh farms up in central kentucky we hunt and 
we go out there and, and have a good time. We'll tree us four, five, six coons a night and, you know, hunt two or three hours. And, uh, but yeah, when only time she's cut by herself is if she's, when she's in there by herself and I recut her, but out of the truck, I never, I never cut a dog by itself. Well, you know, a lot of times we hunt these sure enough, nice dogs and hunting nice cast where dogs get by themselves and you never see a problem and they're so used to being by themselves, and then all of a sudden you let i i personally don't want my dog back in another dog so i i don't think it's ideal but you let an a dog back and these dogs don't know what to do because they're so not used to it so yeah. i think kind of what you're doing is pretty ideal for setting them up in a situation like that it is and like i said i mean you know i know you know, she is, and I mean, I know she's not going to be with nothing. If something's with her, it's because they was there. And like I said, like that, that's uh, one gentleman that hunts with us. He's got a young, a young pup that's, you know, starting to be pretty nice, but he just, you know, he may be in there a mile with this dog and then she barks and he may be a mile in there with her. He may be in there running around. He may go tree a minute, run around, get on the ground, run around barking. And so, you know, in my mind, I want that dog, you know, for every, you know, scenario. I mean, I know she's going to be by herself. I ain't worried about that, but I want her to be able to, you know, if a dog's in there trailing around her or if one comes in there and, you know, and trees with her for a minute and leaves or whatever, I don't, I, I want her to just be, you know, don't even pay no attention to that, that, you know, she just, you know, knows that there's a coon above her head and whatever's going on around her doesn't mean nothing. So that's just mine. I mean, I'm, People probably get on there and say, oh, he's he does it wrong and all this stuff. But the way I look at it, it's worked for me. And for the last two years, and until like I said, until I see something that just drastically changes, I'm not going to change my hunt style. Well, you know, that's we had a guy on last week named Clifton Robinson that said, you know, the best thing about opinions is your opinion is never wrong because it's your opinion. Yeah. So other people's opinions are their opinions and they're right for them. As long as it works for you, it's yours and it's right. Yeah, and that's why I look at it. And like I said, I mean, you know, I'm never going to, you know, go over and talk about someone and say, oh, they're crazy for doing that. You know, if they, that's how they want to hunt, you know, I, like I said, I, you know, applaud them. And, and the way I hunt is just, that's how I'm going to do it. I don't like hunting by myself, so I'm not going to go hunt by myself. Amen. All right. So, uh, kind of think we got the logistics out of the way how far was it from where you live in kentucky to shelburne indiana oh uh, it's uh it was about five hours okay pretty similar terrain uh no more flatter and stuff uh so a little bit similar to where i guess where i hunt at i hunt a lot of cow fields and crop farms and stuff so uh i guess kind of similar to that but uh but yeah, just a little bit, you know, I've got some rolling hills and it was just more just flat out there. They wasn't, you know, wasn't a whole lot of hills. So was it like big blocks of timber or was it smaller blocks of timber with fields around it? It was big blocks with fields. Uh, you know, we cut into a big patch of timber and there was fields, I think fields on to the left of it and, you know, maybe on the backside and across the road and stuff. So it was more of, more of crop fields and with just, you know, creeks and, and timber and stuff running around it okay all right so when did you head over i left friday morning yeah i didn't leave until friday morning 
and uh, and then got there. I think I I probably got out there at Shelburne. I don't know, probably two or three o'clock or something. I got you. Got you. Did you get the dog out and stretch its legs and all that, or did you uh, just leave it in the box the whole time? Uh, I got her out, tied her out, stretched her legs. You know, parked in the shade and you know had her plenty of shade and and everything. You know, just kind of the normal normal routine i mean just you yep. know care of her and then go rest a little while now normally y'all have uh joy dog food normally has been doing the coverage with josh michaelis and i think he was at a youth event or something this past week so i yeah, believe were, y'all the uh, pro sport put on some interviews and stuff didn't they they did yeah i think they was having a big uh youth event uh maybe out uh Missouri or maybe on out west I couldn't remember but uh so yeah at pro sport they had the equipment there and and uh Greg and them couldn't get it figured out so they ended up just doing interviews like off the I guess off of, of a phone or a camera or something and they done the done the interviews and uh and then of course had the live coverage on their you know on their cell phones or whatever in the woods yeah so that's on uh pro sports Facebook page if you haven't seen it there's videos and interviews on there i know the the final cast interview with you and uh jason and greg was on there but was did they video the cast uh they didn't they 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 had a you know they had, i saw some play by plays i didn't know if they actually yeah, scott, scott done a live you know a live play by play of the final cast and uh, they had really good cell phone service so they was able to capture the whole final cast okay all right. So, needless to say, kind of for people that don't know what happens at these events, when you get there on Friday, kind of what happens? Uh, you know, we get there, and of course, you know, I just my first really first hunt that I've been back to. So, you know, everybody, you know, going around saying hey to everybody, and you know, talking, and just you know, kind of get signed up, uh, and then just sit around and wait. You know, I think. I I actually had the same guide and judge for both early and late round on Friday night. So we kind of, uh, you know, we got with him and, and it was raining. It, it actually started raining right before the, right before we hit the woods and actually come a pretty good rain. So they was all, we stopped at, at Walmart and they got raincoats. I said, well, I'm just going to wing it. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to, I said, I'm not going to buy no raincoat. And we got out there and it quit raining. There they was with the raincoats on and they was burning up and I was laughing at them. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just a, like just like a normal, you know, if you go to a normal club, I mean, you just everybody's out talking and you know chit chatting and and you just wait till you draw out and they have prayer and and then you get with your guide and your other cast members and and you know go to the woods for two hours. All right, so so round one or cast your first cast, can you tell us who you drew out with? I I think I've got them wrote down. If you don't remember, <laughs> uh, I had a. Bobby Burden with uh, with legs. I had Trey Hewitt with Debo, which one of them was a world champion. The other one was a reserve world champion. And then I couldn't remember the other guy's name. Davey uh, Newland. First, that's the first time I'd ever met him. Uh, I think he had Texas plates. I'm not sure if he was from Texas or what. I'm but, pretty uh, sure his dog was named Trap. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I had them three. Uh, well, it's a pretty tough cast there. 
It was. I mean, it was. Uh, like I said, you you know, you're drawing a world champion, a reserve world champion, and then the, uh, I think his dog's name was Rat Trap or something, and you know, everybody said that you know he had done some winning and was a really nice dog. So, you know, it wasn't. Uh, you know, it was. I mean, you go to them hunts and. You know, you're not going to draw an easy cast. I mean, it's just oh, uh, people putting up that kind of money. They ain't, they ain't bringing no bull crap. No, that's for sure. So, uh, so yeah, we drive over. How, how far was the drive on the first round? Yeah, forty minutes, thirty or forty minutes. It wasn't too bad. Okay. And uh, and it was kind of uh, I strike for a hundred under the minute, uh, and they just you know they're leaving out of there. Uh, Debo is treating the ground first he treats him for a hundred uh we get in there almost to him and he leaves so he takes a hundred minus uh we you know we were trying to tighten up on the other dogs and uh but we get around there and mine opened up here on this kind of on a like a hillside or over around a slough or something uh so we stop and uh i think well actually the uh, the six is almost caught us so we, i mean we was literally like I think five seconds from the six catching us when mine opens right in front of us. So she breaks the six and we ease on around. Uh, and then the, the trap dog was treed back behind us. So he trees him in. And by the time his comes treed, mine comes treed. So we're, you know, I let her settle in pretty good. And we walk in there and, and uh, before we get too far out of here, and I treat mine back behind us, uh, we get over there to trap and, we get like 200 yards from him and, and he just hushes. So they put the two on him and uh, the two catches him. So he takes a hundred minus and uh, he'd end up, he'd, he'd pulled a coon out of a ground or something and was chewing on it. Oh, wow. So we go back, we score mine and, and she's got a coon. So that gives me 200 and I recut her and, you know, we're easing, you know, back around to where, uh, you know, back in the direction of trap because he was the only dog struck in. Or no, Debo was struck in, but we was kind of, he was, you know, Trap was the last dog we heard, so we eased back in that direction. Uh, and Bobby ended up getting legs treed. Uh, so we go to legs, and, uh, you know, we're shining and shining, and, and not depending on a thermos, the big old huge den. So they're down there, you know, videoing up in this den, thinking that, you know, maybe he's got some kittens or something treed, and they're shaking a vine. And the shine time runs out. And Bobby backs up there, and I guess the coon had come, had run up the tree, you know, come out of the den or whatever, and was actually sitting in top of the tree. So he caught a bad break, and man, at this, so they was only so he's uh, what was his circle points at that? What did he strike for? Uh, seventy five. So he's a hundred and seventy five circle. Yeah. So and at this point, there's only like twelve minutes left. So uh, you know, he just caught a bad break, and and he. Uh, so he withdraws and the other two, like I said, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't beat me. So, uh, so they, like I said, I, I won that one. I still had like 12 minutes left and, and we're walking out. And it was actually a, 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 I mean, I don't know. It was the right place, right time. Uh, I get a phone call and I answer and they said, is this Josh Sizemore? And I said, yeah. And they said, well, Hey, so we got your dog over here. She was trying to swim the river and I guess got on some steep banks and couldn't get up the river. Now, now so how like, big of a river are we talking about? It was the White River. So well, uh, I'm I'm not familiar with the White River. I mean, is that like it, a couple hundred yards wide, or is that fifty yards wide, or is it probably fifty? I mean, it's not no like you know, it's not no like huge river, but I mean, it's big enough to run you know boats and stuff. I guess up and down it. 
Oh, wow. It's probably 60 yards wide. I mean, it's pretty, you know, pretty good size. Was you so, able to still track her? I, I had lost her there at the river, and, and uh, you know, she was like a mile from me or something. And so those guys call, and they was running catfish lines or something. I tell people that I, I told everybody that they picked her up on a shrimp boat. Uh, but they, <laughs> you know, they asked me, they said, I said, yes, yeah, she got picked up on a shrimp boat. And they're like, a shrimp boat on the White River? And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but a shrimp boat sounded better. Yeah. And, but they, they said it was just right place, right time. They picked her up and uh, <clears throat> and I drove it. They took her back to the cabin and, and uh, Trey Hewitt's dog was on down the river. So they ended up taking him. And I get back around there and, you know, they, I think she, uh, I think she, she may have bit one of them. And uh, <laughs> the, hang on, your dog Bella or or Trey yeah. Hewitt's dog done bit no, somebody. Bella, she had bit, uh, they said that one of the what she done, but she bit. I don't know what they done, but she bit one of them. They said, "Oh Lord!" And one of them would give her a cheeseburger at one. He said, "Well, she really likes cheeseburgers." And I was like, "Oh, you know, what do you say to someone that you know just saved your dog?" So I just kind of laughed. And, so, uh, so the thing that tickles me is these good old boys come up on this hunting dog. And have no idea what this dog is worth, and just throw yeah. it in the boat and start feeding it cheeseburgers. Yeah, and, and younger guys, I mean, you, you know, really, <laughs> really great people. Yeah. Uh, and so I always try to, you know, I mean, I know, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, don't, I don't want nothing, but so I always try to take care of people and stuff. And yeah. I didn't have no cash on me, and they, they told Trey, they said, do you have a light? And he said, yeah. And they said, well, our our light on the front of our boat is quit working, and it dawned on me. That I had a, a backup K light in the back seat of my truck. So uh, when they said that, you know, I grabbed the light and the charger and I give it to that one that, you know, brought the dog up there to me. And I said, here, I said, and said, you, you know, I said, I ain't got no cash on me to pay in. But I said, you know, I said, you said your light was messed up. I said, here's you a, here's you a light to use and uh, for, you know, for getting her. And, uh, and Trey, he said, it tickled them boys to death. You know, it just, they said they was just, he said, you couldn't give them enough money in the world to make them no more happier than what it was to use that light. That's so, awesome. Uh, give, hey, K-Lights take care of you. Give them a shout-out. They do. They, uh, I messaged Sandra on Monday and told her this is what I needed new, and Tuesday morning she shipped it out. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I couldn't uh, – I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for, for Sandra and K-Light and, you know, keeping me with – yeah, I got a new pair of boots and shirts and lights and thermals and everything in the world. So yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without, without her. Shout out Sandra and K-Light. All right. So by the blessing, you got your dog back and, and, and uh, like I said, it's, it's a miracle. These good old boys ain't got 16 hooks hung in Bella's leg, but at, yeah. at least they got her out to you. I mean, it's better than her drowning or something. So that's exactly right. Uh, all right. so, so we get back and i guess i was the last one you know to get back so they already had the cat or no uh on the late round they uh they draw uh they only had eight cast early so on the late round they had two three dog casts and a two dog cast so uh you know everybody draws and i end up drawing a three dog cast which i drew the the connor mcgregor dog of uh austin gentry yep and He's won a tournament of champions. He actually come from right here in the same town as me. Uh, J.R. Gray won a tournament of champions with him, and 
and you know they was everybody's talking about just you know how good he had been looking and then i drew the red dog of uh, wes hamilton's that just won the truck in missouri so uh you know drew another really really tough cast and uh <clears throat> we cut loose and and i pulled around and struck for 50 uh now now before we get hang on what time do you think the second cast was it was probably two o'clock in the morning, three probably well, probably three o'clock in the morning, I guess. Three, three thirty in the morning. And and what's the temp what do you think the ballpark temperature was? I don't remember, to be honest Is with it you. Pretty I don't... warm up there in Indiana or it was probably in the fifties, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, I was thinking, you know, I, I guess I'm used to it being warmer down here, so I was just sitting there thinking I was gonna say these dogs is out here working all night in this heat, you know. No, it was the fifties, I guess. If I was just guessing, and uh, so we actually had went back, kind of the same area we just come from. I had the same guide and same judge, and uh, so, uh, so anyways, we cut loose, and uh, uh, I strike for fifty. I think uh, Red struck for a hundred. Connor struck for seventy-five, and I struck for uh, for fifty. They uh, they finally they're into some thicker stuff, and they uh, Connor gets treed for a hundred uh red gets treed for 75 and and i treed for 50 mine was around i didn't think she would stay but i treed for 50 just to protect my strike and she ended up leaving so i took 50 minus and we get over and they have a coon and i'm like you know at this point i'm like man you know it's you know that's a it's hard to come back from that so uh yeah so cut back loose and connor gets treed and he's on a circle tree uh mine's treed we go to her and she's in the ground. So now I've got, you know, I wasted my 50 strikes. So now I've got a, you know, I was figuring I could make that back up, you know, have a hundred plus. We get in there and she's in the ground in a bunch of tree roots. And so I get 150 circle. Uh, we recut her. We go to red. She's in the ground. Uh, mine gets treed on down the creek. We go to her and she finally treated her first coon. And then Connor's treed back the other way. We go to him and uh, he's in the ground. So, uh, and then mine, she comes down the other edge and goes past Connor, goes across the road and gets over where, you know, nobody's been. And she gets over there and, and comes treed and, and, uh, and has a, you know, has a coon over there that gives me 200 plus. But now, you know, there's still like 20 minutes left or something, probably 10, I guess. And we got to walk back to where we last heard them. And I'm like, you know, man, one of these dogs will be treed for sure. And so, you know, if they, you know, they tree a coon or whatever, I'm beat. And uh, we get back and, uh, you know, we listen and Connor, you know, he's over here trailing and Red's a long ways through there. And I think she may, was still running maybe. Uh, and it just, you know, just my not, you know, I mean, I never would have dreamed, you know, when I took that 50 minus that I would have won that cast. Uh, but everything just fell into place for me. And, uh, and we ended up, you know, squeaking by and and uh and getting the win and so that put us yeah. into the you know into the final three yeah normally when you take a minus with this caliber of dogs that's tough and it is it's and really and what when you took that minus was you down pretty pretty hard or was you still leaning forward well i mean i, I knew she could treat coons so i was like i wasn't that worried about it but then when i you know when she got treating the ground and you know because then i'm thinking you know man you know if i can you know that that'll race that 50 minus and i'll have 100 to the good and then you know if i can tree another coon or two you know i'll be 
pretty good and I get in there and she's in the ground and I don't get that plus so now I've got to start back over and uh you know I'm gonna you know have a if I tree a coon I'm gonna have 75 so I'm you know I'm down two coons uh you know I'm still down two coons and you know so uh so yeah at that time I was getting you know a little bit more like man I don't you know I don't know if I can pull this one out or not and uh I'm gonna be honest with you uh (laughs) I know Austin well. He uh, we yeah. deer hunt, and he actually lives like thirty minutes from me. And I've seen Connor oh, yeah. go. And <laughs> if I'd have took a minus against him, it'd have hurt my feelings bad because he's a really yeah. nice. Which all of them are really nice animals. But I mean, you just got the breaks that night. I mean, it is what it is, and and it takes the breaks to win. But normally I would say nine out of 10 times in a cast like that, if you take a minus at the beginning, you're probably not going to win. Yeah. So it's hard to stay motivated, but, it is, but and, you kept uh, grinding it out. And that's obviously what it took. Well, I think I told Weed too, you know, he was going on doing the play by play and I told him, you know, they got, they was starting to get treed in the ground and stuff. And, and, you know, mine was just now, you know, she was, just now starting to pick up and i said i told i think i made the comment to him we was walking through there or something i said i'm gonna i said i'm gonna fall around and win this cast i said you watch and see i said i'm gonna so i had my confidence up pretty good because you know you could tell connor was in the ground and i said i'm gonna i'm gonna fall around and uh and win this thing and uh, and sure enough like i said she she drops in there in some fresh ground and just jams a coon in a corner and uh and then like i said i never i ne- i don't uh I don't think I ever had to recut her. Uh, you know, it was I left her on the leash there, and uh, I don't think the six could caught them, and want neither one of them barking. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think I ever had to recut her. So, uh, like I said, it just, uh, you know, just a miracle. Let uh, me ask this question: What's what's the situation of if your dog trees in the ground? Is it automatic automatic minus even if there's a do- uh, coon in the hole? No, it's a I mean, if there's a coon in the hole, you get, you get plus both ways. It's a place of refuge, but it's just a circle, uh, same as a den tree or whatever. I mean, it's a place of refuge. So, I mean, you know, it's just a, you know, it's circle points. Uh, yep. And I think or, when he got treed in the ground, you know, when we got close to him, he had hushed and the two caught him. So he had actually took some minus. Uh, well, on- I think I, I had talked to Austin about that. And he said that, you know, these dogs are so smart. He knew he wasn't supposed to be in the ground. But, mm-hmm. but he had a couple of kittens in there, but he, he wouldn't bark because he knew he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. So, he, and like I said, bad breaks. It's, uh, it is what it is, but that's, that's wild to me how smart these animals can be. I've heard people saying they, they get on a dog hard for tree and persimmon trees and they get to where they won't tree on a persimmon tree. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, so I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, it was just, you know, my time to win, I guess. Oh I, man, know. it's you know it. Uh, we have competitions for the reason, for a reason, and and the points are set up like they are for a reason. And uh, some nights are some people's nights, and some nights aren't. But I will say this: you knocked out two. Well, let's see here: legs and Debo, Trap, Connor, Red, two <laughs> cast. You you drew some pretty stiff competition. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I'd be uh, I'd be tickled to death and proud of, of them two casts. So so the first cast, you had two hundred plus, correct? I did. I had, I had two hundred plus on both casts. So I mean, that's uh, 
that's pretty tough. I mean, <laughs> tree and coons, that's what you got to yep. do. That's so, right. So what time did y'all get done on the second round? I don't know. Time I got back to the motel, it was daylight, I guess. And, you know, I fed her and took care of her and everything. And yeah, it was, it was daylight, I guess, when we, uh, when we got back there. Now, now did y'all, uh, sleep a good part of the day or did you just take you a quick nap? No, I was actually up. I can't, I never sleep good when I'm on the road. So I was up and down. I think finally at like 10 o'clock, I was wide awake or whatever. And, well, uh, so you was running on fumes on the, what would that be, Saturday night? Uh, well, not really. I mean, I don't, I, you know, I can, I'm pretty good about, you know, being awake and stuff. My, I had messed my foot up out in Missouri, and so it had got to, you know, hurt me again pretty bad. And uh, so, I, you know, I was more, you know, trying to rest and stay off of it so I could, you know, be able, I knew we was going to be doing a lot of walking in the, you know, in the final cast. So I was, you know, and I wanted to, be able to keep up and not be dragging behind and stuff so i just kind of you know tried my best to stay off it as much as i could and that way if it you know if it did get to hurt and maybe it'd be later in the night or something so i you know it wouldn't uh it wouldn't you know affect me too much so at the end of round two uh you had 200 plus did you know who you was drawing the next day or did you wait until the next day to find out no uh i think i had well, i'd seen on you know, pro sport, you know, you know, I'd seen that, you know, Jed had won and, you know, and, and Maynard had won. So no, I knew, you know, I knew who was, who was in the final three before I ever, before I ever laid down, I knew who I was going to be hunting against. And at that moment you had to be pretty excited because, uh, what was, uh, first, second, third, first was a hundred, second was 40, 40 and third was 20. I mean, you was already in the money for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I was getting a, you know, I was going to get a, you know, a paycheck, you know, that final three, I was going to get a, a pretty good paycheck no matter, you know, what place I got. I heard that. So kind of walk us through the Saturday. You, you, uh, you said you got up around 10 AM and. Yeah. And, uh, and it was actually, uh, my bank or whatever. Uh, I go out there and I don't keep, uh, there's sometimes you may catch me and I may have two or $3,000 on me and Sometimes you may catch me and I may have 30 bucks. Well, this was one of the times that I didn't take no cash with me. <laughs> so I had 30 bucks on me. Uh, I was on, I don't know, online or something or on Amazon. And somehow I had, I was looking at something and I accidentally hit the wrong button and uh, it threw a fraud charge up. My card did. So it shut my card down. So here I am five hours from home with $30 on me. <laughs> and, <laughs> My card won't work. I'm, I call my mom. I'm like, well, call the bank and tell them to, you know, unlock it and let me pull some money out. And they, then they can shut it back down. So she called and they're like, oh, no, once we do that, we got to, you know, you can't open You got to get a new card. So, uh, so Greg and I called, you know, Greg and them called me and, and I said, so what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just taking care of my dog. And, and, uh, I said, she feels about like me. She's limping around and stuff. So I said, I'm out here doctoring on her. And, and, uh, so they was like, uh, He's like, well, we're going to go to the Longhorn and eat, which was right there at the, the Longhorn restaurant was attached to my motel. I was like, well, and he's like, you want to come? And I was like, yeah, if you'll, if you'll buy, I was like, I'm broke. And uh, so I made them buy. <laughs> and then I explained to him what had happened. So my mom, she ended up, because uh, I was getting low on gas. And so she ended up Western Union me uh, uh, some money, you know, to, to, uh, 
to get back home on and stuff. So yeah, that's kind of what I've done. I was trying to figure out how I'm going to make dollars, <laughs> you know, fill this truck up and, and get five hours back home. I tell you what, especially after you drive a couple of uh, 40 minute away casts. Oh yeah. That'll then, get you quick. <laughs> then the funny part is, is which I think I put gas in it before I got back to the motel. So, you know, I hate stopping and putting gas in my truck. It's like the worst thing. I wish I could just pull up there and it does it automatically because I hate stopping. Yeah. So I get, you know, she sends me money. I get all that. Well, we get out there and, and I don't stop and get gas. And uh, so we had to drive like an hour on the final cast. And uh, Scott said, oh, yeah, we'll stop at this town up here. So I passed a couple gas stations. Said, hey, you know, should we stop? Oh, no, no, we'll stop at this town up here. I said, okay. So, but anyways, we bypassed the town that we're supposed to stop at so here we are out in the middle of nowhere and i've literally got like 10 miles to empty <laughs> it, it was so bad the guide felt the guide felt sorry for, or felt bad for me thought i was gonna run out he went to town or somewhere and got got gas and bought me gas back to put in my truck you know here i had just won a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> can't even afford to get back <laughs> yeah, i can't even afford to you know or but uh so yeah it was just you know, so they, they always ask me now, they said, you know, make sure I got gas in my truck before I come, even if I want to be late getting there, make sure I got gas. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. You uh, you might have to go green, get you one of them uh, e-vehicles. I want to do something because I, I hate stopping. If you look at my truck, 90% of the time it's on empty because I just hate stopping. And I, if I do stop, instead, like earlier, instead of filling it up, I put $40 in it. Boy, it hurts your feelings. You. My Ford had a 31-gallon tank in it, and it kills my soul fill it up. I'll, I'll stop half a tank of gas and put it in there so I don't have to. Yeah, I, I tell people, I say, they say, won't you just fill it up? Because I don't want to get used to that. I if we're ever broke again, it won't get used to having a full tank. <laughs> I used to having a full tank of gas. 40 bucks at a time. That's right. I heard that. <laughs> All right, so I assume y'all got there pretty early because y'all's interviews – for the final cast on the pro sport page were during the daylight. So yeah, we done, we got there. I think they, they said everybody to be there around six. We got there and, you know, done pictures and interviews and, you know, sat around and talked and, and, uh, you know, everybody congratulating you. And like I said, of course the phone calls and stuff that you get. And, uh, so yeah, we just, uh, you know, we just get there and, do what they had to get done and then just you know kill time before we had to leave and go to the woods all right so did y'all go to a similar uh kind of terrain or did y'all hunt a completely different kind of terrain you hunted the night before it was the same it was crop fields and you know big patch of timber they had the place you know predetermined where we was going to hunt the final cast at uh the guide was was really really great you know he knew it good uh you know he made sure we was turning loose into the wind and everything. So, I mean, he was done. It, uh, was it similar weather conditions? It was. Yeah, it was so probably, probably in the 50s. It was, yeah. It was uh, It was a little, you know, I think a little cool. I think we had long sleeve shirts or maybe even a hoodie or something on. So, it was, you know, it was, you know, cool enough to where, you know, you had a long sleeve shirt and you didn't get, you know, you didn't get hot. What about the... Uh... Are y'all cutting these dogs across the fields, or are y'all walking them in the woods? We walked them up into the woods and cut them. Cut all them right in the, all three casts. Uh, yes. Okay. I think one of them, one the first cast, we cut them down kind of like a road. Uh, but then the the second cast, we cut them in the woods, and then the final cast, we cut them in the woods. Okay. 
All right. So we kind of set up uh, fields. Uh, I assume, is it crop fields or is it pasture fields? Crop fields. Okay, so crop fields uh, with big hardwood timber next to it. It was. Okay, so y'all cut and kind of tell us what happens. Oh, uh, we cut loose. I strike for 100 under the minute. Uh, Greg strikes for uh, for 75. Uh, Jason strikes for 50. Uh, uh, me and uh, Greg's dog is kind of right there pretty close together. Uh, Jed does what he normally does, and he's way on through the country. Uh, he strikes, like I said, mine falls over here two minutes and 45 seconds in. You know, she just falls tree. Uh, go to her. She's, you know, got a coon plus her up. Uh, we pull off that. I walk my minute in Jed's tree. Uh, Jason gets him tree and I cut mine. And I've never seen this happen. I've been in a lot of cast. Uh, I walk mine my minute and I'm standing there to unsnap her and there's some high weeds over here to the right of me. And she goes over there and just puts her nose to the ground and just starts just like a like a rabbit dog looking in a thicket, you know, just goes to, just, you know, looking around. And I'm like, you know what, what is she doing? And uh, so I'm sitting there watching her, and uh, all of a sudden she just stops and raises her head up, looks around, and reaches down and grabs a coon. And, and you know, she catches a coon on the ground right there 50 feet from me. Hey, was everybody she, else there with you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she don't bark or nothing. So, you know, we're sitting there. I'm trying to, you know, I'm wanting to get my hands on her and, and get her recut. And so, you know, one person saying, you know, this, other person saying that, uh, and it was kind of fine. I mean, it was a, you know, it was a judgment call. I mean, the judge done a fine job. What's the ruling on that? It's just a judgment call. Uh, some judges said they would, you know, they would let you handle and recut, you know, you don't get no points or nothing. Uh, and then some, you know, some said, you know, she has to bark, uh, you know, before you can handle her or whatever. But honestly, if you go through the rule book and you look through there, and I'm sure there's probably no rule that says, what do you do when a dog catches a coon 50 feet from you? <laughs> oh, so, uh, it was yeah. just a, just a judgment call. And, uh, you know, it, uh, so they, you know, they told me just to leave her there and, and she ended up, we walked away and she ended up well, dropping the coon. Well, hang on, hang on. So, so at this moment, Jay, Jason's dog, Jed, this tree yes. for 150, correct? Yes. Uh, Greg struck for 75. Has it been treed yet? He hasn't. And you're sitting there with 200 plus. Yes. I'm going to be honest with you. The, uh, the, yeah, just leave that dog here. Seems like, uh, <laughs> seems like, uh, may maybe it'll sit there and chew on that, that coon the rest of the cast. I, which, I mean, I was wanting her to leave, you know, I mean, I, I knew she'd probably leave it, uh, because I'm you know, I know that, you know, I'm going to have to treat more than one coon to win this cast. So, uh, so of course, you know, she does, you know, we walk off, she drops it and she goes on. Immediately uh, or does it take a little bit? Probably two minutes. It don't, it's not wow. long. Most dogs were probably sat there and chewed on that sucker. Yeah. Uh, so we go to Jed, he's got a coon plus him up, recut him. Uh, Molly, I think she gets treated. Mayor, when we come off Jed's tree and we go to her and she's got a coon and mine had already left out of them woods, crossed the road and was into another patch of woods and was trailing. And, uh, so I, you know, we go to Molly, she's got a coon, uh, we recut her. And, so, so uh, at this moment, you're 200 plus 
Jid's 150 plus, and Molly's 175 plus. 175 pending. See, we haven't got oh, to her okay. yet. Okay. So we uh, we get to her and find her coon immediately. Recut her. You know, she strikes out there for a quarter pretty quick. Uh, mine is trailing through there. And I think Jason's dog had got over there. You know, pretty close to mine on that same side of the road. Uh, was trailing around. Uh, Molly comes treat again. So uh, as we're waiting on her tree to run out, I heard mine locate in there. And I asked Ty, I said, do you got me? And he said, yeah. And uh, I didn't treat her. I said, well, I'm going to wait. You know, I don't have, you know, at this point, I don't have to get in no hurry at all. I just got to keep, you know, just keep, you know, getting treated and whatever. You know, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're the ones playing catch up so, now. So, so she wasn't very far because you, so you wasn't worried about getting away from her then? He was uh, seven, eight hundred, I guess. Okay. All right. So, you know, we, so uh, I wait, and then by that time, you know, Jed starts kind of opening right there where she's treated at and kind of locating around. So then I'm like, you know, do you hear me? And he's, then Jason's like, oh, that's Jed. And, uh, you know, so it's back and forth, like, hey, do you hear me chopping? And so it's back and forth. And, and Kai, you know, he finally says, I hear two dogs. Well, as soon as he said two, I treat. And, and honestly, I go back and watch the video. Uh, if Jason would have questioned it, I think it would have, it was so close. I think it would have probably got, you know, we probably would have split the tree points. I mean, it was just bam, bam. Uh, I think I was closer to Kai may have been, you know, what helped me. But anyways, I got treated in for a hundred and Jason got treated in for 75. So, but I mean, it was just, it was, it was close. I mean, even Scott made a comment said that was, that was close or that was tight. Uh, So, you know, I think if it, if if they would have said split it, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't argue none, but, uh, anyways, he gives me a hundred, gives Jason 75. We go to Greg. She's in a den tree that leads into another den tree. And so, you know, I mean, I'm looking up in this big den tree and, and then Greg gets over there and in the little den tree and looks and you can see the coon, you know, setting up in it. So, uh, so she gets plus. So now she's got 300 plus I've got 125 pending and Jed's got a, got a hundred pending. So, uh, you know, he gets a nail, you know, and that's when it, that's when stuff like that, you know, you get, cause you got to stay in order uh, at this because yeah. now he's got 300, he's working on his third coon and I'm on my second coon. So, you know, odds are, especially in a lot of coons, you know, with statistics or, you know, statistics or whatever, he's supposed to be, when we pull off ours, you know, his dog should be treated again. Yeah. And, cause there's know, no leash lock. Yeah, so his dog should be treated again. By the time y'all she, get done church, church yeah. checking y'all's tree. Yeah, so now, you know, now she can, you know. She's go, in the driver's seat, kind of. Yeah. So uh, so we get to ours, uh, find our coon, you know, quick. Uh, Molly, you know, she comes on that side of the road. She gets treated as we're walking into ours. Uh, so, uh, you know, we plus ours up, recut them. We go to, to Molly, and she's on a a circle tree uh so and mine when we get there mine comes tree behind us so uh so you know she's on a circle tree i try to get mine treed in when we first get there and molly's barking and people's talking and uh you know kaida's couldn't hear her but so uh so you know they uh that's the tree that jason questioned it was you know i walked in there and looked at it once it was it was 50 50 it, it could have went either way uh, I, you know, but you know, the panel, 
they agreed to to circle it you know and and uh so as soon as they as soon as greg's hushes i treat mine you know actually i treat mine before the panel and stuff starts you know looking at it greg hushes his dog and i hear mine i get kind of here and i treat her and uh so now i've got a i've got 300 i got uh three and a quarter with 125 pending so now you know with greg taking a circle tree here now, now i'm gonna now how much time it. you reckon's left at this time there's over uh, there's probably 40 minutes 45 minutes i guess at this time these two uh, hour casts yes okay so so about an hour and 20 minutes is hour and 15 20 minutes for all of them coons getting treed yes okay so and 40 minutes left so there's still a good bit of hunting time left probably maybe a little bit maybe an hour uh I guess it could have been close to an hour. I'm not for sure. I, uh, but, uh, so yeah, I get her treed. Uh, they're looking at that. You know, I think Jed comes in there and, and trees with her or whatever. Uh, Jason gets treated in for a quarter. We go up there and, you know, I find the coon on this tree. And so plus her else. Now I've got 450. And, uh, and then it's right here's when it gets really, you know, Greg's dog is, you know, is, off the leash so you know she's running you know or hunting so you know i don't want the strike to open back up that's the last thing i want is the strike to open up i want to keep at a quarter because it's a whole lot a whole lot harder for them to catch up you're getting a hundred and a quarter at a time than yeah. it is if they can get you know if they can get 200 or whatever so uh so we cut loose the strike opens up uh right after the minute mine strikes for a hundred to the left of us and uh and then Greg, he strikes on further, kind of to the right of us, I guess. And Ty don't hear his dog, uh, so he takes seventy-five minus there. Then, then re-strikes for seventy-five. And I think Jed was way on through the country to the left. Uh, and I said, mine. She trails around, trails around, you know, putting the six on and off. I think we put the six on. Molly would break the six, you know, put it back on. Molly would break the six again. Well, finally, I'm sitting here watching mine and. She just leaves out of there and she hits this field edge and they had a mowed path around the field edge and she's just flying around this edge and all of a sudden she just stops and just comes tree. You know, don't make she doesn't make a ground bark in there, she doesn't do anything, she just falls tree. And uh so you know, everybody on the you know, John and Judas and everybody's watching and they're oh, you know, take your time, run the run the clock down, run the stationary do all you know there and which my mind my mindset on that is okay you know say if jason hears jed through there at a mile and he gets him you know he's got 300 so he's struck for 50 yeah so so if he gets you know my mindset is you know if he gets his treat or struck and treat and I, while I'm sitting there running the stationary, then we got to walk all the way to him. He's going to get recut. We get back to mine. Say if she has a circle tree, which I was about, you know, I was, I would have bet whatever. I'd have bet the whole hundred thousand she had a coon in that tree. But you know, anything can happen. I said, well, heck, what if she, what if she, what if it jumps out? You know, any, you know. So my mind, you know, way I think on that is, uh, you know, I want to get to mine because if something happens and I, you know you know, I have to take a circle or minus or whatever, I can get recut with enough time to make up for it. But if you start running time down and then, you know, this person gets treed, this one gets treed, and before you know it, you're the third dog to get, you know, scored. And, and actually I had forgot the strike had opened back up. So 
you know, I had a, so I, so I went ahead and, you know, when I let her treat there for about 30 seconds or a minute. And as soon as Kai said stationary, I treat her. And, uh, you know, we walk in there and, and of course, you know, we're, we see the coon as we're walking across this field. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, I mean, then we get in there and I pull her off and I'm waiting for him to say, yeah, here it is. And nobody says nothing. And I'm like, well, where'd this coon go? So I tie her back to the tree and I walk out there. He actually come down the tree and was sitting in the first fork. And I said, oh, right here he is and show it to him. And, you know, at that point, I think they was 30 minutes left and I had 650 plus and I had to recut her, but it was uh, the only way I could have got beat was if she come and stood beside me for 15 minutes and, and just quit. So at that moment you were 650 plus was Greg still at 300 plus? Uh, Greg was at two and a quarter and Jason was at 300. So Greg was at two and a quarter and Jason was at 300. Yes. Wow. So data had to show enough come on and it was probably what how, how long did you say 30 minutes left they was 30 minutes probably uh maybe a little bit under 30 and i think jason was like 1.2 or 1.6 or something treed greg was way back the other way so you know uh yeah with at that time i mean you know they was they was hunting for for second and third uh did you uh did you strike Bella back in. I did. Yeah, she ended up striking for a for a quarter. So yeah, the rest of the cast, y'all just kind of walked to their dogs, or yeah, we did. We walked along, and uh, Greg and Levi, or not Greg, but uh, Scott and Levi, they kind of uh, they kind of eased out and had someone come pick them up because you know I didn't know nothing about it. But at the end, we you know we're walking back across this field, and I'm walking with Greg, and you know I'm getting phone calls and text messages and all this stuff, and uh, and then, uh, so Levi calls and says, hey, where are y'all at? And, and, but they end up having a, uh, a fireworks show uh, for me at the end. You know, at the end, we're walking across this field back to where they were going to pick us up at all the trucks. And, and so they had, a, uh, they had a fireworks show. And I thought that was, you know, that was pretty neat that they, you know, took the time and, you know, went out and got that and, you know, had it all, you know, it all set up just right to where they could do it. Uh, so I thought that was really you know, really thoughtful and, you know, kind of put just, you know, I mean, winning a hundred thousand is, is great, but, you know, it just showed that, you know, you was, you know, it wasn't just all about the money. I mean, they actually went into it and put more, you know, detail and made it, you know, made it more special than just going out there and hunting for the money. Wow. That's uh that's pretty cool. So your first hunt, big hunt that you actually won, it was, it came down to the last tree and actually the hunt time had expired before you knew you won, correct? That's right. So this one, you you kind of knew with thirty minutes left that you had won. So does is is the feelings any different knowing before the hunt's over with than walking well, to the last tree? It is. I mean, yeah, it's you know, I mean, of course, it's you know, I mean, and I don't know, I'm not a real emotional person, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just like you know, I, I think the first person I called was Randy Smith, and I think he was at a he was at a hunt, UKC hunt or something. And so when I actually realized, cause like I said, I, I thought I, you know, I don't know what I was thinking, but anyways, I thought I struck, you know, I, had, I thought I had 575 and, you know, I, you know, I, I'm one of them. It's not over until that, you know, until that watch goes off. So I, 
you know, but everybody. So, so you were still hunting out there with the uh, yeah, fifteen was, minutes I was, left. I was ready to treat. You know, if, if, I promise you, if she'd have come treat, I'd have treated her again. <laughs> hey, uh, all gas, no breaks. You know, if she would have fell treat right there with three minutes left, I'd have, you know, like I said, I'd have treated her again. I, you know, I just, uh, you know, That's I don't. Consider it's over until that watch goes off, and I, you know, like I said, I keep going until that watch goes off. Uh, but uh, but no, once I realized, hey, I, you know, they well, they can catch me. When it finally hit me, you know, I called Randy and I told Randy and I said, man, I said we just we just won a hundred thousand dollars. And uh, so I mean, and then you know, like I said, of course, I was getting you know text messages and and you know it's everything. There people was blowing my phone up and stuff and. Uh, so it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty, pretty awesome with the, with how it all played out. Well, that's pretty cool. One thing I didn't want to skip over cause they deserve the recognition for being in the final cast. I don't think we actually told it was Jason Daltrey with no yeah, gamble Jed. Yes. And Greg Maynard with no gamble. Good golly. Miss Molly. That's correct. Now, uh, they done a fine job and, the one thing that sticks out to me is is they're both no gamble. So well, Jed's actually the dog that I the, the dog that Jason was hunting. He's actually the dog that I won the you know my last big hunt with. I won the the Integrity Series hunt at Claremont. Yeah, I knew I'd saw Brock was the owner. So and you yeah. was hunting for Brock. So I knew yeah. that. So that's pretty cool. It was. Uh, so yeah, that and you know like I said with this win, uh, you know Randy. You know, he's got a great line of dogs, and, uh, you know, we, uh, I mean, they've, you know, he's kind of been a, a UKC hunter, I guess, and uh, and then he got, you know, hooked up with John, him and John got together, and, uh, you know, it's really, you know, it's really showed, you know, just how, how good a line of dogs as he's got, you know, because you look at Lady, I mean, she's, she won a truck, she's won, you know, she was in the final three of the $50,000 hunt, they that they split in Illinois. Uh, and then now, like I said, Bella comes in here, you know, just out of nowhere and wins, uh, you know, wins a hundred thousand. Uh, so, I mean, it's, you know, he raises all these dogs. He don't go out and, you know, buy them and, you know, and stuff. I mean, he raises them, he trains them and, you know, he does, he puts all the work in. And, uh, so it was just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess I was more excited for him to, you know, get, you know, just to, cause he's been doing this, probably before I was even born, uh, you know, and now his dogs is, well, I mean, Bella, she's, uh, I think the all time winning this, you know, female now. And I think she's, I was looking the other day, she's like maybe third, uh, all time winning this hound, all time winning this female. So, you know, you take like Randy's line of dogs in the last, in less than a year, they've won, well, you figure 33, and probably that truck was probably 40. So there's 40. That's 73, and then 100. You know, so his he's had two dogs in pro sport. That's you know, in less than a year, has won 100 over 170 thousand dollars, and you know that just speaks volumes to the to his breeding program and and what he has going on at you know at his house. And the one thing that stands out to me is he owns a dog named Lone Pine Bella that's hunting for a hundred thousand <laughs> and he's over here hunting in the UKC hunt. He is. So and he enjoys it. He's there for the passion. He uh, does. He, and, uh, and all he hunts is females and, 
you know, he said on a podcast he had secrets and, and, uh, you know, he's already got what he's got, you know, he's already got Bella picked out, you know, a stud dog that he's going to breed to. And so, you know, that's what he, you know, he, you know, he takes these females and he, you know, he, that's all he does is full of females. And, you know, he told, I think on a podcast that, you know, he can take that female and, and go any direction he wants to, you know, if you got yeah. a male dog, a dog, you know, you got to wait for people to come to you and everything, but that female, you can take her anywhere you want to. And, and he's already got a stud dog picked out for Bella when it's her time to be bred. And so, you know, I mean, he just puts, he puts so much thought, like I said, it may be two or three years. I don't know how, well, you know, when he's going to breed her, but you know, but he's already, he's already got everything planned ahead to what he's going to do with this female, you know, before he ever does it. And so that's just, you know, it just shows you how much, you know, dedication and stuff that he has to, you know, just keeping, you know, good dogs. What, do you, off the top of your head, know what podcast that Randy was on? Uh, Steven Fielders. Okay. So, yeah. uh, what is that, Gone to the Dogs? I think it is. Yeah. yeah I haven't got to it I yet, to, but. to go check it out. But anyway, shout out to, I guess, Gone to the Dogs. We're just shouting everybody out tonight. We are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Shout-outs. Hey, uh, we finna start charging for these shout-outs. So, <laughs> yeah, sponsors. Yeah, yeah, y'all finna, we, we finna start getting no free shout-outs. But, yeah. But tonight, everybody's getting them. So, uh, I guess I kind of, so you got your, uh, y'all probably already had the pictures taken, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then I guess like with this deal here too, uh, you know, I've been telling everybody, you know, they had Field and Stream out there, you know, doing a document, you know, doing an article on it. Uh, I actually had to go, you know, do a photo shoot. I had to stay out there, and you know, Sunday morning I had to get up and go do a photo shoot with Field and Stream. So, uh, I mean, it, well, it was there was a lot going on that, you know, is, uh, and I think, you know, I kind of just, like I said, I like to exaggerate, like telling the shrimp boat story, you know, so a shrimp boat picked her up on the river. Uh, so I was telling everybody that, you know, I'm going to be on the cover of Field and Stream, and I kind of mentioned it to that photography. And I was like, oh, I've been aggravating everybody. And he's like, well, he's like, there's a pretty good, you know, pretty good possibility that uh, that I will be on the cover of Field and Stream magazine. Oh, so, man, oh, you're going to be able to rub that in John's face. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I get to be on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Oh, man, because, you know, that they just announced that they're canceling the Cooner. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that. And I seen uh, I seen Greg put something on there, and I guess I commented before. I, and I hardly ever comment on anything. And I guess I commented before I realized what was going on because they was uh, I put on there like, well, when am I gonna get a cover? I mean, I've won <laughs> I've won one hundred and forty thousand in the last year with three different dogs. I was like, you think I would at least get a phone? You know, maybe a maybe a corner square up there or something. Well, I mean, well, if it hurts your if it helps your feelings, you might have a possibility of the field and stream. And you're the only three-peat guest on the hunting dog public. Well, that's all I, I tell John now. I'm going to say, you know, they could, she's not tall enough to get a full-page ad. So, I mean, I could probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's uh, funny. Yep, you're the only three-peat so far. So, yeah. so uh, we're uh, finna get you some podcasting equipment. And just let you, when, when you win, you can just, you know, do it, you know, just once a month. I, that would be nice. I could. Uh, <laughs> I want I wouldn't complain. I can promise you that. Oh, that's funny. All right. So, 
I'm kind of curious when you say a photo shoot, they, uh, they literally had you and that dog sitting out there posing in all these different poses. I had to go and, and, uh, I had to put all my gear on. It's like I was going to the cast and had to put a collar on her and, uh, yeah, you know, they took different angles and they had a, they had a place picked out to, you know, to do the, the photo shoot. And they said I had to, you know, they done different angles and done just of me, just of the dog. And so, yeah, I mean, it was actually a pretty, I mean, it was a. So you know, you're a, pretty a, much a local celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say that. I mean, I'm going to probably have to start signing autographs pretty soon. <laughs> well, I, I need one first because <laughs> I, I heard about the, the autographs first. So, yeah. Yeah, I want I want it numbered number one. Guess what? Uh, I've got this. You know, they give me this big hundred thousand dollar check or whatever. And uh, I asked John. He's got you know he's got that coon room up there, and he was a part of this. And so I asked him. You know, if I've got one here, you know, a punch, and I've got it hanging on my wall. I've got like a little trophy room here. And uh, but I asked John. You know, if he if he would want that hundred thousand dollar check to put on his wall and. And uh, before I before I, I I forgot to take it to him, I was up there Tuesday and forgot to take it. But I'm gonna get me a black marker and sign it for him when I when I take it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. He, so he gets the first autograph. I want number two then. All right. So all right. So you you went home I guess Sunday afternoon and put her up, and you've done said that you're going to uh, the truck hunt. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, we had some bad luck last week. We hunted in Ohio and didn't do no good on Friday. And then Saturday, she was 100 and 100 out of the truck and, and uh, had a coon tree. And one person seen it before we could get around there. It went down in a hole. And so just, you know, had some bad luck last weekend. And so, uh, like I said, I let her rest. She's out there barking right now. And uh, so I, uh, I let her rest and going to start back uh, probably – I don't know, may start back tomorrow night or Sunday night and hunt her a couple nights and uh, and then take her up there and hopefully hopefully we can uh, come home with that new Black Widow truck. Yeah, that's a, a nice truck, man. It's impressive. Yeah, I, yeah. So, uh, I might, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who gets a truck. I haven't, I hadn't discussed that yet with Randy on who gets a truck, but, uh, well, since you're driving that new Tacoma, you said you, or you just bought, I mean, ain't no sense in you driving that thing. I ain't driving it yet. It's still on the <laughs> list. Worked on. Once you get that Tacoma going, I mean, that new black widow, I mean, it ain't going to stand a chance compared to it. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not much on, I'd probably just take the money. I've got a brand new GMC. So they, you know, I like money. I ain't much on vehicles and stuff, so I I'd probably just tell Randy he could he could have the truck, just give me the money. I heard that. All right. Well, like always, we leave you a little time to, you know, give some shout outs, uh, or people you're appreciative of. Is there anything you wanna Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, Randy and John and you know, the whole group there with, uh, with pro sport, you know, with, uh, everything they've done and put on, uh, you know, it wouldn't be possible without, without all those guys, uh, you know, like I said earlier with Sandra, you know, uh, and K-Lot, I mean, it's just unreal. I mean, I called her and, and, uh, you know, she got it in the mail Tuesday, uh, you know, like I said, new thermal, I told her, you know, I'd give my light away he, to them people. I tried to save my dog. And, you know, so she sent me a brand new light, uh, 
you know, new boots, new. I told her that uh, that blue shirt that I always wear in my final four pictures. I had, I had, so far I've wore that shirt in three, final four, you know, big hunts that I've been in, and I have won all three of them. So I told her I was retiring that shirt, and so I said, "You got to send me some new shirts because I'm gonna." I said, "I'm I'm not gonna wear that shirt no more." You need to frame it, put it in the play. I'm going, yeah, I may I may sign it and give it to John too. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, but yeah, so you know, I mean, just just you know what she does uh, is just awesome, and then you know it's you know a friendship. I mean, I talk to her five times a day. I hadn't talked to her today, but usually I talk to her you know, at least four times a day, every day. Uh, so it's just, uh, you know, it's just great to have people like that that support you, uh, you know, and Judas, I mean, he's been, you know, he's helped me through, you know, he was there when I got my first dog and there when I got this one, uh, you know, my family. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time away from them. I mean, when I won that $100,000 hunt, I left on Monday and didn't get, and I didn't pull back in my driveway until Sunday evening at, dark so uh you know i mean just you know just all they you know i've missed a lot of birthdays and stuff and you know weddings and funerals and everything to you know be on the road and to have that support you know uh you know when you get back home is uh it's just amazing and then i've got a a local buddy of mine that i hunt with and he's got a hunting supply store here in town and <clears throat> it's just like with him i i had forgot to to tell Sandra to send me two, uh, I ordered a, a, a new collar and, uh, or a, a new, uh, three, uh, 300 handheld. And I forgot to tell her to send me, you know, a new collar, a T5X and a T15X. So I called him and, and I said, Hey, I need, I need a collar because, you know, he knows I get all my stuff from Sandra. I said, I need a, a call. I need two cars. I, I need a, a T5X, a TT15X. I said, I need the, I need them before I go to Ohio. And that was like on a, a Tuesday. And, you know he called where he gets his supplies from and bam the next day i had them and you know didn't ever ask for money or nothing and uh and like i said he's you know we hunt together and and everything and his his he's actually got a store in a flea market here in town in london uh it's 229 hunting supply and like i said he's just been he's another one of them it's just been you know great to have behind me because if i need something i go up there it don't matter if i if i need a 500 dollar piece of equipment and i've got three dollars in my pocket i walk in there and get it and and you know pay him when i get the money uh so it's just you know just people like that i mean you i couldn't do it without them because they keep me the best equipment that that money can buy so uh so yeah i mean that's about it i mean i just i it's really a, appreciate it. it sounds like you got a heck of a support team i mean that I, uh you got a good dog and good connections in the business that you can call your friends. So, and it, and like like up here too, like I trade, I, I got a hobby of mine. I trade a lot of guns, uh, just something to do. Uh, I collect a lot of guns and trade on them and stuff. And uh, and you know the flea market up here, I've been going up there for the last few months. You know trading around, and it was, you know I went in there on a Tuesday, and it was just. You know, I was the talk of that flea market. You know, everybody had knew that I had won, you know, the $100,000. And, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, just to have, like, you know, to come home and, you know, it was, you know, have all them people that don't know nothing about coon hunting, but, you know, have all them people, you know, just, you know, congratulating you and patting you on the back and, you know, telling, you know, telling other people, you know, you just see, 
you know, you see how excited they get, you know, for you. And it's just, you know, it's just something, you know, great to, to come home to just to have, have all those people behind you that, that are pulling for you to win. And, uh, and that's what, that's what means a lot. That's really, really cool. You know, these, these small, I, I assume it's a smaller community up there. It is. I mean, we're growing, but you know, we, it's nothing like, you know, Lexington or anything. I, I mean, mean, it's a, but you kind of, is it, is it one of them towns where you know everybody in it? A lot of it. Uh, yeah. So, my, so word well, spreads pretty fast, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It does. And then, you know, like with my family, you know, I mean, you know, my family grew up, I mean, they own logging companies and stuff. And, uh, you know, so honestly, I haven't, as far as going out and working a job, you know, I haven't worked a job and I couldn't tell you when, well, at least three years. And uh, so to be able to, you know, do something that you love and make a living off of it. And, and uh, I mean, that's just, it's just great. I mean, so that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's about all I've, I guess, got to say. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, I want to give a shout out to Pro Sport for kind of supporting our podcast and letting us get the opportunity to interview their winners. I know that, you know, we, we jumped on it at the beginning. And like I said, we've hit you three times and we've hit a, several other of the upper echelon. I would call this the upper le- echelon of coon hunting. I mean, because if men's willing to put this kind of money on these dogs, they're pretty nice dogs. That's right. So that and. I guess a shameless plug, uh, if anybody in the, that was advertising in the Cooner is interested in uh, advertising on here, <laughs> hit us up. But other than that, Josh, you you about a professional now. I mean, it sounds like me and you just talking on the telephone. All the nervousness is gone. Yeah, I'm, uh, I guess I'm kind of... <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a... Uh, it's kind of funny how how comfortable you get when you've done it several times. Yeah. So. That's for sure. Well, all right, Josh. Uh, good luck on the truck hunt, and uh, maybe we'll get you on here again. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Well, I appreciate you, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll be talking in the next couple of weeks. Th- thank you very much, buddy, and good luck to you. Uh, thank you. All right. Bye.